0: Welcome, everybody, to episode number nine of the A-Game Podcast. I'm your host, Aiden O'Neill, and we have a lot to get to today in the sports world. A phenomenal week of sports, to say the least. I enjoyed every minute of it. I was in tune the whole week, which is saying something, because some weeks are better than others, but this week was absolutely electric in just about everything. We had college football... We had some tennis, we had some golf, we had some major league baseball, going to get to that, and we had some football, college, NFL, the whole shebang, and I want to start with football, because I know a lot of you love football, and I want to get to that to start. So, predictions, I made some week one predictions for the NFL, they weren't too great, I'm coming to you live now where the Raiders just defeated the Ravens. This podcast is going to be coming to you a little after nine just because of the the fact that I was watching that game with my eyes wide open. A phenomenal game by the Raiders. They completely shocked my expectations. And on the week, I believe I went 500 with my picks. A ton of upsets. Bengals beat the Vikings. I really liked what I saw out of Jamar Chase. That offensive line obviously still needs work in Cincinnati. But both quarterbacks put on the show. Kirk Cousins played really well. Joe Burrow played really well. So I liked what I saw out of that. I saw the Chiefs come back against the Browns. The Brownies look good, but the Chiefs are the best team in football, arguably. And they came to play. Obviously, we had the Bucks Thursday night. They played super well. The Niners absolutely dominated the Lions, but then second half came around, and Goff started to toss the ball around a little more, and Swift had himself a game. T.J. Hawkinson continuing to be the dominant force for them receiving-wise, but the Niners still prevailed. So every single team in the NFC West is now 1-0. I talked about this on my last podcast, but the NFC West is much like the NL West in baseball, where you have a lot of teams at the top who can all compete for a division title, and that is something we were seeing yesterday. So... Going along with that, the Cardinals played phenomenal. Kyler Murray making an early case for MVP. The Seahawks also do really well. And the Texans, surprisingly, they beat the Jags. It's a battle of two crappy teams, but Tyrod Taylor plays well. Herbert, Herbert. Trevor Lawrence does not shine, and that's an issue. It's an issue that could be corrected, and I know Trevor Lawrence hasn't lost a regular season game his whole life. High school, college, this is his first regular season loss of his life. So it's going to take some time to get used to it, but you're going to have to get used to it in, in Jacksonville. So I really liked what I saw out of a ton of these teams today. I'm going to try to keep the energy for you guys throughout. And uh, yeah, some other things. Jason Verrett for the Niners, he his ACL. That's going to be a big blow. And the Rams, they shined last night against the Bears. Matthew Stafford looks like the real deal. The only concern I have with them is when they get to big games, when they get to playoff games, because I know they'll be competing in those. How he is going to show up. He's been in Detroit his whole career. He's had very little opportunities to shine in big moments. But now in LA, one of the biggest cities in the world, one of the biggest sports cities, he's expected to shine. He's expected to go the extra mile and win that extra game that Jared Goff couldn't win, which was the Super Bowl. That is what Matthew Stafford is expected to do. That Rams organization has really, really high expectations. And I think Matthew Stafford is the guy. But the only concern I have with that team is experience in big moments. And it starts with the quarterback, Matthew Stafford. So that's where I stand with the Rams. But all in all, just... Some really, really good games. The Saints demolished the Packers, and Aaron Rodgers simply looks like he doesn't want to be there. Aaron Rodgers, I don't know if he threw that game or if he just wasn't locked in mentally, but it was embarrassing, to say the least. The the reigning MVP, top two quarterback in the NFL, slightly worse than Patrick Mahomes, comes to the stadium. And yeah, it's hot and muggy. They're not playing in New Orleans, but comes two, wherever they played, I believe it was Florida, and he doesn't show up, he doesn't show up, it's an issue, the Packers had big expectations this year, they were talking about the last dance, <laughs> and I thought that was corny this offseason, because I said, it can't be a last dance when you haven't won championships before with that squad, the, the Bulls, they called it the last dance, because that was a super team, it's basically running it back with the super team, one last shot, but the Packers were never that. They've never been able to get over that NFC Championship hump. They've always been stopped there. It was the Niners. It was the Buccaneers last year. The list goes on. And Kevin King continues to get absolutely cooked every single game. So shocked he's still on an NFL team, on their roster. So that's absolutely absurd. Anyway, Broncos shined as well. I'm just going through this off the top of my head. Broncos shined. I really love what I saw out of them. They've got a lot of potential. They could be legit. I know it was against the New York Giants. You're saying, Aiden, don't freak out. But I really like Teddy. Melvin Gordon played well. That running back duo is going to be really good with Williams and, and Gordon. And then obviously you have the wide receiver duo. Or, you know, Judy Sutton fan at tight end. And Judy sustained an injury. Now, it doesn't look like it's going to be Too terrible, nothing extremely long term, but it's still something to monitor throughout the rest of the season. So, takeaways. My picks are gonna be very different next week. It is super hard to pick for a week one game. Yeah, there's there's off-season predictions, power rankings like I made, but you don't know how a team's gonna play. You don't know what flip is gonna be switched. You see it every year. There's always sleepers. And I don't really know where their sleepers are right now. The Raiders just beat the Ravens. In my pick 'em, I do a confidence pool where you rank the teams or you rank the games. One out of 16, 16 being your most confident and you go and pick. 16, I had the Ravens. I was so confident they were going to beat the Raiders. And the Raiders first game, full capacity Vegas, they come to shine. They come to play. And yeah, they got lucky. Lamar fumbled a couple times. He just didn't play well, but they took advantage. Gruden is a little bit overrated as a head coach, but they still got a big win in the primetime game. So, good sign if you're a if you're a Raiders fan and I just can't wait to see how week 2 unfolds. If I'm looking at key matchups for week 2, just off the top of my head, so we have Thursday night Giants football team. That's going to be an interesting one. Football team played pretty poorly yesterday. They you know they had just had opportunities that were missed, and Herbert and the Chargers they had a poor defensive game, and the football team didn't play great. But the Chargers prevailed, so the Chargers moved to one and zero, and I think they're going to stay hot, and I think Herbert's going to stay good, and it's just going to be a good thing for that squad. <clears throat> so a lot going on in the NFL. My picks next week, like I said, are going to be extremely different, but that is where I stand as far as the NFL. Remember, guys dm me on instagram do whatever you have to do just to contact me just to contact me let me know some hot takes i love it i love debating that is what i want to do so please just continue to dm me every time i put out a question poll just drop it keep sharing do whatever you do we're gonna stay on the football topic real quick and we're gonna talk about college football now a lot A lot of games going on that are coming up this next week. A lot of games just happened. I'm going to go over some of the scores, some of my reactions. So Texas A&M, they barely prevail over Colorado. Interesting. Colorado almost upset. Now Clemson absolutely demolished South Carolina State. We had a lot of other just obliterations. But Toledo almost upset Notre Dame, another highlight. Um, We had Stanford absolutely just demolish USC on both sides of the ball. And USC is ranked number 14. Stanford is unranked. Stanford the last couple years in big games just hasn't been it at all. And they just beat USC on USC's turf. That's a big deal. They even got USC's coach fired earlier today. Let that sink in. You just got a coach fired. That means you're doing something right. So big Win for USC. And then Texas. Texas, the team who wanted to join the SEC. The team who thought they were too hot. Too hot for the Big 12. They decide, yeah, let's, uh, let's go join the SEC and get our ass kicked. It was super fun to watch. The Razorbacks played really well. And, yeah, it's just hilarious when teams think they can are more than they actually are. Obviously everything's bigger in Texas, right? Well, your football team's not bigger and it's not that good. Moving on, BYU They beat Utah. That's a big rivalry. I know I know a couple kids who go to Utah. I know a couple kids who are alumni at BYU. That is a big rivalry. And BYU came to play. Big game for them. Rushing leader in that game was Bernard, I believe, and the passing leader was Hall, so some interesting t- statistics there. I saw Arizona State. They got a big win. UNC dominated. Auburn dominated. So yeah, a couple upsets as I highlighted. But other than that, the top teams did prevail. One last college game I completely forgot. It just popped into my head. Oregon. Oregon. The Mighty Ducks defeat Ohio State on the road. Big game, sold out. Ohio State, you know how their fans can be. It's one of the biggest football schools in the country. And Oregon shines. Oregon is, putting. they're saying, put some respect on the Pac-12. I was talking with my friend Luke, put some respect on the Pac-12 is what we were trying to say. That's what Oregon is trying to convey to the rest of the world. Put some respect on the Pac-12. The Pac-12 has been disrespected for the last couple of years. And I understand why. They have not been good. They have not been a good league they haven't really produced many great teams. You don't see any Pac-12 team competing for that Final Four spot. I know a couple years ago we saw Washington there. But for the most part, it's not. It's usually the SEC. It's usually the Big 12, the, those type of teams, the East Coast, the Midwest. But Oregon, that's a big win and really exciting to see. I like Oregon, and I'm just Excited to see what they do from here on out. So big win for them. That's all I got for college football. And yeah, Fresno State demolished Cal Poly. And so hopefully Cal Poly can bounce back from that as well. That's one of the things I saw. I'm going to go to the MLB now because I have a ton to talk about. This is going to be probably a little bit of a longer podcast because of how much I have to get to. But I, I really have to get to a ton today. So, first, I'm going to start with my Giants. Tonight, they are, at the moment, three outs away from clinching their first playoff spot since 2016. As a fan, I can't be more proud of Farhan and this organization. I can't be more proud of how many odds they defied. 1.2% playoff odds at the beginning of the year. And I I took a picture of that because I said, what if this is a magical season? And it was. Very proud of the squad, but a lot of work still to do for the Giants. And they still have some big roadblocks in the way. The Dodgers are staying hot. I believe they're going to go on to win this game against the D-backs right now. And the Brewers. The Brewers, in my opinion, are one of the biggest threats to taking that NL pennant this season. Purely based off their pitching staff and their ability to score runs. Their pitching staff, three-headed monster of Corbin Burns, Brandon Woodruff, and Freddie Peralta. It does not get better than that. Burns, in my opinion, is the, is the NL Cy Young without debate right now, especially after Bueller got shelled last weekend by the Giants. It is Corbin Burns' award to lose at this point. Yeah, Brandon Woodruff, he's been solid. He even can hit a little bit. And then Freddie Peralta has emerged this year. He won an all-star game. I don't know. He didn't win all-star game MVP, but he shined there. I believe he went three innings. He was solid. So those three guys, they also got Willie Adamas at the trade deadline, who I remember there were people saying that that was a bad trade for the Brewers. They had Arcia there still. He was their shortstop. They had they still have Urias. But Adamas came over and he just proved everybody wrong, and he hits the long ball at a high rate. And that is something you love to see in today's game. You want to see launch, you want to see slugging numbers, you want to see WRC+, you want to see xwoba. you want to see all those stats. Just pure power numbers where you get on base a lot. That is what the MLB is based off of now. So advanced metrics are a super great tool to signify what each player's worth is, I should say. Now, Corbin Burns, Willie Thomas, they all are very worthy of being on that team, very worthy of being impactful pieces on a playoff team. So the Brewers are, in my opinion, the biggest threat to dethroning a team like the Giants are dethroning. So if I were to rank it, it would go Dodgers, obviously because they're a super team. They're the biggest threat to the Giants. Second biggest threat to the Giants would be the Milwaukee Brewers. And third biggest threat is the Astros, purely based off their offense. Their bullpen is a little shaky, but they do have some good starting pitching. And the Astros are going to come back with a vengeance this year for the playoffs. They want to prove everybody that they can win without cheating. They don't want that cheating scandal to be on their name for the rest of their franchise. I can tell you that much. They want to prove everybody in America wrong. They have that mentality. And with Dusty Baker at the helm, that is going to help because he's gone through the process of big playoff games, and he knows how to calm them down. They're going to be getting booed on the road a ton. But he's going to do a nice job. He's going to be the guy you need there to lead the clubhouse. So big, big things going on in the MLB. The Blue Jays are scorching, scorching hot. They have the wild card spot right now. I love watching the Blue Jays team. Besides my Giants, they are my favorite team to watch in the MLB. You have Bichette, Vladi, Guriel, the pitching staff, Ray, Ryu, Berrios. I mean, come on. This team is solid. And I know... I don't know if Robbie Ray is going to come pitch in a one-game playoff. I I can see where fans are coming there. Because I personally don't know how he's going to come to play in a one-game playoff either. So that would be my only concern for the Blue Jays. But right now they have the wild card. The Yankees, they're falling off a little bit. Chapman continues to stink up the room. If you look at advanced metrics for closers, Aroldis Chapman has been one of the worst. He's giving up runs at a high rate. He's walking hitters. The, The spin rate's not there. I don't know if this has to do with spider attack. Could it be another Yu Darvish situation? Speaking of Yu Darvish, absolutely horrendous tonight. He probably needs to spider tack a little more. But no, it's it's interesting to see how these pitchers are going to adapt or continue to adapt to to no spider tack era because it's here to stay. There's not going to be any cheating from here on out. So that's what I had For the Blue Jays, I'm still going to stick with the prediction of White Sox-Giants World Series. And I know you say, Aiden, do you think the biggest threat to the Giants is the you don't even have the White Sox on that top three? Because I don't think the White Sox are a threat to the Giants. But I think that the White Sox have a nice route to the World Series. So they're going to win their division, and they're, they're resting all their guys right now. Tim Anderson's on the quote-unquote IL. He's probably fine. They're just getting bodies healthy. The Giants can't do that because they're in the hardest division in baseball, and they're fighting with the Dodgers for a playoff spot. I'm going to continue to pro- propose the idea to the MLB of implementing a conference system, much like the MLB. or much like the MLB much like the NBA where good teams get rewarded with a good seed and they it goes one plays eight two plays seven three plays six etc that is what I think they should do and I think that would succeed in the MLB so we'll see what Manfred does he's not a great commissioner but hopefully he can wrap that around his mind so predictions so I'm gonna say Giants White Sox I'm gonna keep that up for when I'm right (laughs) and uh we're gonna continue with that also I saw that Djokovic was, this is tennis now, I saw that Djokovic was extremely close to winning the Grand Slam and just Mendevev, I believe is how you say it. I I don't know how to pronounce his name, but he said no. He said no. We're not going to let that happen. I don't like Djokovic personally. I don't think he's a class act. I think he's a pretty obnoxious person, but it always is. It always brings agony to me when I see a player that close to achieving such a monumental feat. So, unfortunate for Djokovic there, but yeah, it's it's whatever. Um, Cantlay, I talked about that last. He won that big tournament with Rom, the one where you started at six under, which was really interesting. It was based off of your previous seeds. So, yeah, golf, golf's booming. If you haven't watched golf by now, You're missing out because there is a lot going on with that sport, and I freaking love it. Okay, one more thing. Continue to like, continue to follow. I'm trying to wrap my head around what just happened this week because it was absolutely absurd, but I'm trying to think. Is there anything else I have to get to? If I forgot absolutely anything, please let me know. Because that is all I need. And I will just add it on in a post or add it on in something. Last thing. My football team, my my high school football team, they had a big win. Absolutely obliterated Santa Maria on homecoming night. And I actually had an interview with wide receiver Dalton Beard, who rele- which released on my Instagram account. It has the most likes out of any post on my Instagram account. Fun fact, both interviews, Luke's and Dalton's, are my two most liked interviews or two most like posts so if you haven't liked those already go like them again or please go like them and continue to share because that clearly is some content you guys like so I'll continue to do interviews with the player of the week I'm working on doing another interview this week working around a busy schedule with school and with sports but we're gonna get you the best information possible in the sports world thank you guys. For joining episode nine of the A-Game podcast, we're doing something big for episode ten. Stay tuned. Also, we went six and four this week for fan er excuse me, four and two this week for fantasy football. Not too shabby. We went eight and eight on the week for picks for NFL. Not too shabby. Thank you guys for watching, or listening, I should say. Big thing coming for episode ten, like I just said. Hope you guys have a great rest of your week, a great rest of your night. See ya. Peace.